What's up, everybody? It's your favorite tattoo artist here, Michael Manorino. And this is by appointment only, the Tattoo Podcast, where we explore tattoos, why we love them, why we hate them, and the magical, mystical, fantastical, thong-loving relationship <laughs> between a tattoo artist and the person that they tattoo. Combination. Yes, combination. Uh, my producers here, Grits and Gravy, are pantomiming me and making fun of the way that I do my intro, and I really like it. I love you, dog. Um, DJ Michael Miguel, could <laughs> yeah. you could you pronounce correctly our guest's name that's here today? Oh, Monica. Yes, yes, correct. Monica is here. I was so prepared for that other or version. Monica. <laughs> <laughs> As the urban people might say. Mm. That's what I was expecting. Monica is here. And actually the original version idea I had for this podcast was that I would tattoo someone and then immediately podcast afterwards and talk to them about their experience getting tattooed. And then I realized uh, also with the guidance of grits and gravy here that that's completely insane and it's never going to work. (laughs) But Nobody wants to sit and get tattooed for like three hours and then sit and podcast for two hours after that. <laughs> well, Monica's here. Hey, Monica's Call me the homie. A, sadist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. a person that loves punishment. Monica. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Now, so you are our first annual by appointment only, get tattooed, and then immediately podcast afterwards. Monica, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Let's hear it from Monica. Why don't you tell everyone in podcast land a little bit about yourself? Now, I know that you already expressed to us that you love the thong song by Cisco more than anything. Um, and that, that basically is like your theme song. But outside of that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know how to come up after that. Um, all right. So I was a full time student. I'm now not doing jack shit. Um, trying to look for a job, trying to get into that world. I'm also trying to apply for doctoral programs. So that's hectic and stressful. And that's pretty much my life right now. I, um, I read a shit ton of books and I'm finishing up my thesis. It's finally, it's on, on the uh, last final steps. So once I finish that, it will be published on an actual, you know, collegiate, website and um i'm finishing that right now and i'm loving on my sweet dog and yeah <laughs> did you Fuck did you yeah. see in the questions we're gonna have dog corner tonight yep. yes okay good good i know i gotta i gotta shout out my dogs every time i go <laughs> thank you thank you is your thesis on the thong song and it's uh importance of the american middle and upper class fibers or what is it <laughs> oh god I'm going to love this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, whatever do you mean? Oh, nothing. Um, okay. So no, it's not on the, so it's not song. about the no, thong song by not. Cisco. No. Mm. Okay. No, we're not going to discuss any conspiracy theories about that either. So, uh, no, my, <laughs> I, I think you're wrong. Yeah. If, if we're going to, if this episode is going to be, come up. Yeah, it, it has to, I mean, I it, it's, it's my favorite conspiracy theory. So no. Okay. So my thesis in a nutshell <laughs> In a nutshell. No, okay, on to facts. <laughs> Yo, she's going to keep us on track crazy. Honestly, I kind of fuck with so it. I'm trying so hard to like lead her into more thong song shit, and she's just like, for real, dog, let's wrap it up with that. She's like, damn, that's crazy. This thesis is tight. <laughs> oh, man. 
Because I know that, that this is only the beginning. What are we, like, two minutes into the podcast? And we've already if dropped that, Thong Song, yeah. like, three, About four times already. Three minutes, it's fine. Three okay. Minutes. Yeah. You're the one who led with it. It is your favorite song. And that, that you have built your life around that song. You're we the one that told us that. We walked in here and you were like, yo, my name's Monica. I fuck with the Thong Song. <laughs> yeah, what's you, up with you? And you I looked said, at DJ Michael Miguel's hair and you were like, kind of reminds me of Cisco a little bit. <laughs> yo, Cisco! <laughs> <laughs> And then that's when DJ Michael Miguel was oh, like, how do God. I pronounce your name? And here we are today. Yeah. Fuck. And now we're all best friends. All right. <laughs> we were talking about a thesis, weren't we? Yeah. Oh, God. Do you actually want to know about my thesis or? Uh, let's, we'll get to that. Okay, cool. Uh, because we're going to have like, uh, you are a professional student, master's degree, doctorates, all that thing. Damn. Cool. Uh, yeah. You are an educated oh, she's woman. smart. Yeah. Okay. Like, kind I don't, of. I think between the three of us, we probably have an eighth of the intelligence oh, she has. It. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all exaggerate. Effectively. I decided idiots. I was finished. <laughs> <laughs> You've had enough education. You're like, I'm good. Good on that. Yeah. Well, let's go back to when you're a little girl. Okay. When was the first time that you experienced something artistic or something that made you feel like you were drawn towards artistic things, whether it's nature books, anything like that. What was the first thing that you saw or experienced that felt artistic to you? Um, so, I mean, ever since I could remember, I've actually been seriously immersed in both art and nature. Um, my dad and my brother are both artists, uh, just like hobby wise. They both loved to draw and paint. My brother was in like art classes when he was four or five years old. And my dad was a really good artist. Um, he would paint portraits and stuff. And like, they are epic in my opinion, because he's not a professional by any means. Um, and they would always be hanging in our walls. And, um, you know, my brother, he would often draw things for me for fun when we were kids. And I mean, I have like this vivid memory of us on a plane ride to go and see my family. And like, I was really anxious and, you know, antsy. And I had to be like four or five years old. And he like drew me Powerpuff Girls, like off the top. Cool. And like, I cherished that. So, I mean, I've been immersed in like art just because of them, uh, my brother and my dad. And then nature was my grandparents. So my grandma and grandpa grew up and lived most of their lives in Virginia and Maryland. And they came out to California when my parents moved out here, had us. And then they went back. And so when they went back, they got this beautiful house, literally on like a, in a cove on a river. And you're in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, but like, it's gorgeous. It's one of those places you go, you have no cell reception. There is no internet access, you know, like you're just there. And I loved it. It's like, those are all my favorite memories. I I was always just like hanging out, catching fireflies and catching frogs and, uh, you know, like just yeah. doing cool kid shit, you know, climbing trees and getting splinters in my feet because I wasn't wearing shoes. So uh, <laughs> When you were a little girl, so two questions. Where your grandparents lived, is this where the sunken ship is? Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll get to the sunken ship because we're going to talk about the sunken ship. Her grandparents live on a lake where there's a sunken ship. Yeah, there was a sunken ship. In and the then, so like you were saying, like there's like no cell service, there's no internet, there's all that stuff. Would you just download the thong song like 20 times onto <laughs> your phone so that you were able to listen to it over and over again? Is that? Oh, God. <laughs> 
You know what? That was probably on a CD somewhere. So um, we're going to take it back to CD time because you're forgetting. Like I, when I was a kid, there was no. Uh, so then you just had a CD. I had a CD, man. And, and it had the thong song on it as many times. Just, as just, over and no, over. No, no, no. It was once, but I hit the back button every time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you had a nice CD player that had like a repeat button. On yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Okay, you could hit like okay. the double and it went back yeah. and you could listen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, Okay. I promise I'm not going to keep using this you're joke over and over lying, again. Dude. Liar. It was just, it was just too <laughs> easy to use. It was too easy to use. I was uh, being sentimental, and you come in here with the Cisco shit again. You're the one who said that you like the song a lot. I would, I would pump the brakes on saying shit. Okay. Cisco. Yeah, well, alongside Cisco's okay, name, bad. we're talking about beautiful art, my and bad. and we brought up the most beautiful art there You're is. Right. The thong You're right. song. You're right. <laughs> art and nature. So there we go. <laughs> Potentially thong song too. Potentially oh, yes. Shit. I think that was I think thong song two, and then it was semicolon art and nature. Oh. That was like the <laughs> actual yeah. one of it, yes. That was in parentheses. Oh well, again, you're the educated one. <laughs> Do you, you know, uh, you and I are, are close friends. I've known you a really long time. You're someone that I really value and appreciate in my life. Um, and when we correspond, because you're so educated, do you ever see my grammatical errors or like my? <laughs> Uh, like punctuation errors and you're like this fucking idiot like no. just go play with pencils you moron no 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 no. No, but I do it huh not as often as you pretty much think um, no that I listen I talk to plenty of idiots um, and you're not one of them <laughs> okay so <cool. laughs> and it doesn't bother me I'm not <laughs> listen <laughs> yeah let's hear from not being idiots so you're saying grammatically it would be the thong song to would it be uh, what are the two dots uh, colon, a colon, colon <laughs> yeah. the thong song colon two parentheses art and nature. I mean, yeah. you could even say thong song two colon yeah. art and nature if you wanted to. That's okay, what, that's probably what. It that's would probably be. what yeah. it would be. Yeah. Okay, maybe at some point we'll have grammatic correct correct grammar <laughs> error. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> correct grammar corner. That was crazy. My brain just shot off for a second. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll talk about that. It was that like too. we dropped the CD player and he just started skipping. <laughs> yeah, skip. I was like yeah. looking at you too and I'm like, what am I supposed say, to say right now? So sk- ooh, that dress. So, ooh, that dress. So. <laughs> We're going to be two for two on just like absolutely unhinged, God. nonsensical. I mean, I guess that's the point of this podcast. Yeah. I'll be editing this one at an intelligentsia next Monday, just <laughs> losing my mind. The. So we'll get back to all this stuff. I'll do this really quick. Like, was there a question somewhere in there that I missed? Last week with my brother. I don't know if you listened. I know you said you like to listen to the podcast. I haven't listened to it yet. It is fucking unhinged. <laughs> and I was at Honda getting my car fixed. Hey, Honda of downtown LA, you're terrible. My car's still <laughs> not fixed. Dude, fuck those motherfuckers. Not fixed? Enemy of the podcast. Bro, I got there 730 in the morning, broken trunk. And I was like, can you please fix my trunk? I have to leave by noon. Because I have to go to the, the for everyone, everyone on YouTube is really enjoying. I can't drink if you're gonna laugh at me. <laughs> Didn't even try. I thought she was gonna pull it out. No, it's fully okay. Respect. Whatever. This Honda story is stupid. It doesn't even fucking matter. <laughs> let's let's get to the podcast. Monica, an educated woman, an intelligent, educated. Scholarly woman. I don't feel intelligent or scholarly right now. I fucking bet because you're hanging out with a couple of fucking morons. In this moral. fucking room? <laughs> yeah. No. The brain cells along with the incense smoke are really fucking killing it. Yeah. As soon as I crack this monster, all the intelligence left. <laughs> oh, man. Like a vacuum it just sucks yeah, out of the room. It's like a black hole. Exactly. Okay. Let, let's talk about books. Why do you love books? You have book-related tattoos. We were talking about books while I was tattooing you. Mm-hmm. 
What's up with books? Do you like going to like a magical land or what is it about? Was it something you loved as a kid? What led you to books and absolutely loving them? So again, this goes back to my grandma. Uh, she loved books. Um, ever since I can remember, she had a like in-home library in her guest room. And we're talking like the built-in wall library, like bookshelf. And it was always packed full of books and she was always reading. And I think it, it stemmed from story time, sort of. So my grandma and grandpa both would sit down and just like tell us stories. And like some of them would be goofy, like totally nonsensical stories. And then sometimes it would be like stories about their life. And they live like a crazy fucking life. They were super cool. They had like done everything you could possibly do. Like, you know, they adventured. They they did stuff. And so they would tell us these stories and like, I loved it. I was that kid that I was like, I'm ready to go to bed. Tell me a fucking story. So I think that stories, uh, started there. And then once I could like actually read them and enjoy them myself, um, that was when I started picking up books and I was reading and like, you know, when you're in elementary school, they had like those little programs where it was like, every time you read a book you got a little stamp or something in a in a booklet you know mm -hmm. like I was that kid that was like I read another one I read another one I read another one and I would like get like the the next page it was like it would start with red you know orange yellow you went through the rainbow and then all of a sudden you were out of colors and it was like black and then brown and then they were like okay we're gonna start over and like <laughs> god damn it yes, dude go. <laughs> this is this is the second time on this podcast just out of the corner of my eye <laughs> something black or brown is said and then i just see your fist go up <laughs> you fucker <laughs> what what was it last time I dude it was like i feel like it was like black friday or something like it was something like that and all of a sudden at the corner of my eye was it weird being smarter than everyone else because i'm pretty sure i didn't read so many books that they were just like sorry you're on to just white paper now. No, no, no. I wasn't like smarter than everyone else. I just loved to read books more than everyone else. So when you were like, when you were a kid, what was your favorite book? Do you remember? I honestly really loved uh, the Rainbow Fish reading Rainbow. Like hell yeah, that was With, one like, of the my holographic favorites. little. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like yeah, had that crazy silver, you know, multicolor shit on there. Yeah, I loved that book, and I I loved the the hungry hungry caterpillar. Oh, another good one. Yeah, those were like really really childish those are ones. Fucking classics. Yeah. yeah, but then like as I got older, you know, like you start reading more intelligent books, and uh, like I loved Bridge to Terabithia. Like that was such a good book, and um, I was really sad when they came out with that movie, and it was trash. I was going to say, are you one of the people that like read the books and then when the movies come out, you're like, this is fucking awful. Most of the time. Okay. Most of the time. Yeah. I, there's no way to encapsulate everything in a book in a movie. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times I have to shut off that part of my brain and be like, I need to judge this movie on a movie basis. Mm -hmm. And so I do try, like sometimes I'll, I'll watch a movie and I'll be like, this was good. It was done well, you know, for how much crap they had to leave out, you know, but like most of the time I will always love the book more because there's so much more going on in a book and there's just descriptions and there's inner monologues that you literally can't put into a movie and then also you can't make a movie as long as a book books you know can be like hundreds of pages long and so you know you don't you don't get all that same stuff I felt that way like I, I like comics and so like I always felt that way about like comics and how they made them into tv shows mm -hmm. it's like it's never as good like I think about like the walking dead like while I did enjoy the show like versus the comic it was like dog this shit is so slow yeah. like it was like this yeah. is all issue one and it's like the first season it's yeah fucked. I just saw The Killer, and I didn't realize that that's based off of a graphic novel. Mm. And apparently it's a very, very, like, faithful adaptation. Mm. Like, it's very, very close. It's super good. It comes on Netflix. It's, it'll be on Netflix tomorrow. Oh, sick. Cool. Uh, I went and saw it in the theater last week, and it was awesome. I yeah, really I love that. Yeah. You, you know it. I had some chocolate chip cookies, 
and and they the, had them that time. That's they nice. had them. I had that. Every and, time I go, they're fucking sold out because <laughs> they're fucking delicious. Yeah, they're so good. Are you two readers? Do you like to read? Nah, eh, from time to time, I've gotten a lot better in my adult life than yeah. as a kid. No, what was, what was the last thing that you read that was like a good adaptation where like you saw the movie and you're like they snapped on this one? Yeah. None. Horton hears uh, a who? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Anything, Doctor Seuss. Um, no, I I feel like uh, I don't know. I I don't actually think that I've seen anything recently or or even read anything recently where I watched it and I was like, that's good. I mean, like I've seen some like weird movies because they were weird books, you know. And I was like, all right, they tried, you know. Like I can't hate them on that. Like um, a Virginia Woolf book. Um, Orlando it's a wild book and they tried to make a movie out of it and I was like I will give you an A for effort but uh it's wild you know so I was like you tried you did your best um but like then there's like shit like the English patient and like even reading that book it's a little whack anyways but then I watched the movie and I was like you should they just went for romance you know what I mean they took out all the substance from the actual novel and I was like fuck this you know but I, I actually watched it because I did a uh, a review and like my teacher gave me extra credit for saying like compare and contrast the two you know and like why it was different and why they took the angle they took and so more educated stuff yeah we're gonna get to the romance <laughs> thing in a, in a little bit we're gonna talk about romance <laughs> novels and and where yes you fit into them. Okay. Uh, so let's do, let's talk about tattoos a little bit. Okay. When was the first time you saw tattoos or what initially drew you to tattoos? Because I did your first tattoo on you when you were 18 years old, Mm -hmm. freshly 18. You Mm -hmm. were, uh, very, very adamant about what you wanted and how it was going to go down and all those things. So when did you initially see tattoos and what made you decide on your first one? So I, the only like clear memory I have of the first time I saw tattoos was my cousin, um, (laughs) straight out of prison. (laughs) Hell yeah. Sick prison tat. Yeah, no, he, he, he did 12 and a half years. No. So he came out and, um, he's blasted, you know, he's got like naked bitches on his legs and hell yeah. 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 He actually had to like get bikinis tattooed onto them so that he could go get jobs. We're talking, you know, like I was, I was fucking 13 years old. So, you know, we're, we're talking, God, I don't even know what year that is. Like, what is your cousin's name? 2007. Um, do you not want to say? No, no, I I can talk about him. Uh, His name's Jason. Is Jason okay now? Jason is back in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was really hoping. I thought you were going to be like, he owns his own business. He's doing, no, he's back in prison. Listen, the system got him. (laughs) Was it a three strikes thing? Yes. Motherfuckers. Was yeah. his third strike a, strike a stupid thing? Did he get like yes. a DUI and it was like no, a dumb thing? No, it was thing? dumb. It always is. It was is. dumb. Yeah, it was, it was dumb. Um, he's actually, he's in the process. They they uh, just changed this law. It's like SB 750 yep. or something. Yeah, yeah. So they're, uh, he's in the process of, he just went back to court and he's trying to get one of those strikes taken off. And so once he does, he'll have time served already and then he can get out and live his life again. But um, yeah, no, what's crazy is like, I'm actually really close to this person. <laughs> he uh always used to call the house and i would always answer the phone i was that little girl that was like i got it and i'd run over and be like hello this is the linville residence and i would hear the prison (laughs) person being like your call is being recorded and i was like ah and i'd run over to my mom and be like there's somebody recording me and she's like it's just the prison so i always knew it was him calling i didn't know him i didn't know the man at the time i was very young he went to prison when i was one um 
he was very close to my dad. My dad was kind of his father figure. So um, he would talk to him all the time and, and whatnot. And then he got out and it was like we met and just it was like I was the daughter he never could have. So we just immediately clicked. We have very similar personalities. Um, I He's a very hard human being and I make him soft. So um, I think oh, that's, that's part of it. Yeah. So, uh, so that was like the first time was, you saw tattoos and yeah. were like, oh, these are kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, at first I was a little intimidated. It was scary. I mean, like he was a scary looking dude. He's a big guy, you know, um, he looks like someone who was in prison for 12 years. So it was terrifying at first. And then like, I don't know, I started actually paying attention to other people who had tattoos and I was like, these are actually really cool because they're, they're it's art on your body. It's a representation of things that you like and you know, experiences that you've had. And I think that once I got close to him and I started seeing other people like kind of talk shit on it, I almost felt more like uh, defensive about it. You know, like I felt like defending him and, you know, telling them like he can do whatever he wants. He can wear what he wants. And, and then it, you know, I'm at a teenage stage. So it was like, after that, it was very, I wanted to be like a suicide girl and you know, I wanted to like model hell and yeah. have tattoos. Yeah. Hell yeah. Another yeah, hell yeah. I was obsessed with the suicide <laughs> girls. And so once that happened, I was like, I'm going to be fucking blasted. Like I'm going to have tattoos all over my body and I'm still in the process of doing that. But the suicide girl thing is, that, that's, but you're doing a good job. It's still a thing. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No. <laughs> I mean, you're getting there. We, we've literally shaded your back piece today. That's yes. more than most people can say. Uh, is it like full back or pretty upper? damn close? It's, okay. it's like a big, like it, ornamental yeah, I mean, thing it's from the top of my shoulders down to my butt. So Sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So let's talk about your Jerry, the mouse, your first tattoo. <laughs> yes. What led you there? Obviously you love Tom and Jerry, yep. but I feel like to walk into a tattoo shop cold, all of like 18 years old for like, I think maybe one or two days. And be like, I would like Jerry the Mouse on my bikini line. Yeah. Make it so. Yeah. And I said, you've got green money that I can take. Let's do it. <laughs> you and straight up told me, like, you know how bad this is going to hurt, right? Like, you pretty much said I was a lunatic for doing this. And I yeah. was like, I don't fucking care. Sounds like Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was that experience? Was it chill? Did you, are you glad that you have it? Do you, you did there. it hurt? Girl, th- that was 13 years ago. <laughs> okay, listen, it fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. More than most of my tattoos, it still goes down in the books as like top three most painful tattoos. Okay. And that was the first one, you know, just like fucking hit blast. And it was like right there. And I mean, like the way I thought about it, like you have to know, I sat down and was like, I knew I was getting Jerry because Tom and Jerry is very, very uh, sentimental to me. It is. It's my all time favorite cartoon. It's something that reminds me of a brother. Um, it's something that just like hits home for me and and it's cute. And I was like, I have to hide this because my parents fucking hate tattoos. And so I was like, where can I put this where I know there's no way I could take off something or like, you know, wear whatever, you know, short shorts or crop top and they'll not see it. And so I got it there. And I also wanted him to be like, you know, he's kind of chilling against my hip looking down and I was like, you know, he's like looking at a cat. So <laughs> respect. <laughs> so so there's know, like a little joke built into it. A little bit, yeah. A little, a little eighteen-year-old yeah. humor. It's, it's like the it's it's the woman's version of like the squirrel on the inner thigh. Yes, or the cock for the, the, the rooster yeah. that hangs below. Absolutely. Yeah, the cock that hangs below your knee. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Let's hear it for mildly sexual tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. People can still get them. It's okay. Actually, they're really hot right now. Right. Girls Sexual be getting low back tattoos. tattoos. Mm-hmm. They'll be getting like stomach rockers, all that mm-hmm. kind of shit. I love it. I'm stomach with- rockers? Yeah. So it would be like, 
like imagine the woman's physiology uh-huh. and then you're where you're you're <laughs> <laughs> where the torso meets the legs uh-huh. and then you've got you know the you can say like cash and prizes yeah the pelvis, pelvis. <laughs> Okay. okay, and then a tattoo. We can like, say vagina. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could just say vagina. It would be like the the front of the vagina and like up onto the hips. Uh, it's okay. a cool look. I fuck with it. Okay. okay, I have a I have a dragon there. I have a black dragon there. I've seen a lot of women getting like right above their vagina tattoo. Yeah, like it, and I'm like, oh, that's like the new. You know what's crazy is like bullshit. with with the like the popularity of it, and even though, like, I married y'all. I think if Sarah was like, yo, can we like hook that up? I'd be like, I'm sorry. I cannot. <laughs> I would just be like, have one of the girls do it. Like I, I cannot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to tattoo anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, it's crazy. All my machines broke it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, tattooing's illegal now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah. It happens. Uh, well, you had a good experience, right? You kept coming back to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't even just one session we had to do. Yes, we did multiple for that. So do you, so from you, ha- you are one of the few people that have been with me like producer Corey, my entire tattooing career, Ace's High Tattoo, mm-hmm. Evermore Tattoo, mm-hmm. Golden Daggers Tattoo, and now the Nine Lives. Of all of them, which do you like the best? This one by far. Are you cool. kidding me? Yeah. Which one was the most hectic, Ace's High? Ace's High was so hectic. Uh, I feel like that was just... Like that was a tattoo shop. Like that was a fucking <laughs> tattoo shop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times I was sitting there and like someone would come in and just ask the stupidest fucking question or they were drunk on their ass and they're like, I want to get this. And it was just like, it, it was oh, painful to watch. Um, not to mention like the dynamics in, in that shop was just like, it wasn't fun. Like there was nothing really. I mean, it was fun if you liked that kind of environment. And I feel like most of the people who go in there are looking for that environment, but uh, someone like myself, like that's a lot. I came in for you. Like yeah. after that, it was like, I was just coming to see you, to hang out with you, to get a tattoo by you. So, you know, how did you find Michael? Like, was it just walked in or bro? She was going to Cal State Fullerton and just walked across the street. That's what's up. I was with my best friend Bree and, uh, yeah, I was like, I want to get this tattoo. Like I had originally wanted it on my birthday, but like it was too hectic. That wasn't going to happen. And so like she was just like, let's fucking go into this shop. And I was like, let's fucking do it. you know. Yeah. And, and so I feel like I was the most approachable of all of the like overweight 100%. bearded people that yeah. work there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, you're also very lucky in the fact that you went into a random tattoo shop and got a good tattoo. Yes. Every yeah. time I've done that, yeah. doesn't turn out well. Trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this shit is awful. Do you think if I would have been like kind of a dick or kind of weird, you would have been like, oh, I'm all set? No. You were you were in it already. I yeah, I wanted it. Like I was determined to get it. It's just like once I told you I wanted Jerry the Mouse, it was like you almost kind of got excited. Like fuck, Jerry the Mouse. Like all right, let's do it. Like I'm with it, and I was like cool. And then we started talking about where, and you were like, oh god, that's what you want to do. And um, you supported me through all of it. You gave me all the warnings, and so I don't know. I feel like that kind of established our relationship right off the bat too. Well, you were kind of ahead of the curve too, because now stuff like this is popular again. But when you asked for it, I was like, no one wants this shit. Mm-hmm. No one wants like cartoon characters, Tasmanian devils, Tweety Birds. It's all come back now, like mm-hmm. ten fucking fold. Mm-hmm. But back then, I was like, "That's what you want." Yes, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Like, I've only tattooed one Tasmanian devil in my entire career, and I'm so sad about it. <laughs> I know. I see the look on your face. That's very surprising. One, one devil sad. of Tasmania. Wow. Sad. But like Todd, my mentor, when he was tattooing in Reno, he said that like one of the most common tattoos he did his first couple of years was uh, the Tasmanian devil wearing cowboy boots. Wow. Which is. Mm, 
talk about a fucking chef's kiss as a tattoo. It's definitely a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a permanent tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you were going to Cal State Fullerton. I was. Obviously, you enjoyed being a student. Mm-hmm. What made you ultimately decide, like, yo, I'm going to do this full-time student thing? Because a lot, a lot, a lot of people, I would say, in my opinion, and I'm probably incorrect by saying this, do their bachelor's degree, and then they say, kiss my ass, higher education, yeah. I'm fucking out of here. No, you're you're right about that. That's not a... Um, that's the most common, honestly, is bachelor's degree, peace out. Um, I ever since I was a kid wanted a higher education. I was actually one of those kids. I was okay. So I was a part of a group of kids that were super fucking smart. So I felt like the dumbest kid in my group because I was with these like crazy intelligent people when I was in high school. But like, you know, growing up where I was at, um, I, I was smarter. I was above the curve. I was always above average when I was younger, like, you know, kid, elementary school, middle school, I was always getting A's, a couple B's. I never got C's, you know, failing was unheard of. And did you, Michael Miguel, did you ever get D's when you were in school? <laughs> I got a D freshman year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But never any D's. Oh, got a couple D's. <laughs> D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Once again, just keeping us on track. It's, you know what I've noticed? You're used to being around boys that are half brain dead. 100%. That's what it is. And you're really good at like letting, letting us have like our 10 seconds of being morons. And, and then, then you're pivot. like, yeah. And then we're going to pivot back to adult conversation. So good so job, funny. fellas. Okay. So keep eating dinner. So <laughs> D's nuts. Never heard that one before. Anyways, my master's degree. Have you heard, have you heard about Magic Dragons? I was anticipating. Oh my God. <laughs> I was anticipating it too. I was like waiting for somebody to say D. Dying. I'm glad that this is our second pod where Corey is like inconsolably <laughs> laughing, where he can't even like he has to grab onto something. Imagine dragons. Oh man. Okay. My biggest fear is I'm gonna be sitting in this chair and I'm gonna like be laughing and falling over one time and it's just gonna fucking go. Like, oh, like the chair fine. is gonna fly out from underneath me. I'm gonna go full Robbie the bartender. Oh god. I can give myself a concussion. It'll I'll never great. forget please don't. it. Yeah, please don't. I'll do my best. <laughs> so at any rate, you decided you knew that you were smarter than everybody else. You only got I A's, never D's. My parents decided. Okay, no. I, I when I was in uh, middle school, you know, I was doing really well. My parents, my best friend at the time, um, her parents, she was Asian. It was a very typical Asian family. They're, they're like anything up below an A was an F, you know. Um, they were sending her to a high school that specifically had an IB program, International Baccalaureate. So it was for smart kids. My parents caught wind of it and they were like, you're going to that program. And I was like, the fuck I am. But I didn't have a choice. So I had to go. They forced me. Um, and that was when I met this group of like crazy intelligent kids. And I was I felt dumb as dirt around these kids. Um they all, by the way, have like PhD programs, you know, they're, they're all, they're already doctors and they're all doing like crazy shit, you know, or like changing the world. Um, so like they're doing shit with their lives. And I was like that kid that was like almost discouraged because of that environment I was in and I didn't feel smart anymore. I went into college and I was kind of like, okay, I found my ground again. Cause I was around other average people again. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I am a little bit smart, I guess. You know, I just felt dumb around all these other people. And, uh, I actually dropped out of college for three years. Um, I remember. Yeah. 
And that wasn't for a lack of intelligence. Um, even though I was on academic probation, I had a 1.8 GPA. Oh. I failed an entire semester. Who's reading now? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was not reading. Yeah. No. Was that when you were just smoking hella weed and working at the dispensary? Uh, so it was the dispensary. I was smoking hella weed. Let me be straight. I can smoke hella weed and be fucking intelligent. So I don't want to hear anybody use bullshit about that. But well, we are going to have hella weed conversation yes, we during this as well. Yeah. So no, we can- I was smoking hella weed. I was working at a dispensary I was making hella money as a bud tender and I was dating the wrong dude and that's what I like to call the early 20s special which led to that 1.8 GPA yep and I uh I had a you know I had to figure my life out so I did the bud tending thing for a while um I got sick of it. I stopped doing it. I tried to get a job in the real world. I was waitressing. It was bullshit. It was horrible money. I uh, I was at a low, low point in my life. I couldn't find anything that I was like willing to do. It was very like lay in your bed and be sad and depressed all the time. And um, about that time, though, my one of my best friends at the time, she was like, yo, come live with me. Like, let's let's figure your life out. And so I went. I moved out of my parents' house for the first time in my life. At the lowest point in my life, I had no money. You know, like, I, I did this at the worst time compared to anyone else who was looking in at my life. But I needed it. And once I got out and I picked my feet back up, I started in a new shop. And I was around different people. The environment was totally different. I had a couple of coworkers who were going to Cal State Fullerton. And I was like, man, I never finished my bachelor's, you know, and I was a semester away. We're talking like two courses away from getting my bachelor's degree when all that shit happened. So I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go back to school. So I did. And I don't even know. I was living in Long Beach at this time. So I didn't even think anybody would take me back, let alone Cal State Long Beach, because in my opinion, they're way better than Cal State Fullerton. And um, damn shots fired at Cal State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pew, pew. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, <laughs> CSUF can kiss my ass because yeah. you hear that CSUF? Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Well, the I Titans, mean, y'all some bitches. They're not. There's nothing crazy about that school. There's nothing good about that school. It's, nothing good. N- well, listen, I had one good teacher at that school. All those teachers are also being filtered into Fullerton Community College, and they're overworked. They're underpaid. They don't give a shit. There's classrooms with way too many students. It's a combination of things. Listen, we don't need to get into the school politics. Combination. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I once sat in a single class at Cal State Fullerton, a film history class. One class. I just sat there. And you said, fuck this. I was like, man, this is some bullshit. Mm -hmm. But I learned about Goodfellas. So (laughs) I I love the the young Monica thought process. And it's not just you. It's every like young kid where you're like, man. Fuck being a doctor. I'm making plenty of money being a bud tender. 100%. Right <laughs> yeah. When so, I was a babe, a young babe back then, do you know how many tips we made? Mm-hmm. Like, it's better than being a bartender. I'm sorry. So do you have any advice for anyone that, like, was in your position that's like, well, I'm making money being a bud tender. I'm making money being a bartender or a waitress or whatever. But I really want to go back to school. And school is, like, where my heart is at and higher education is where my heart is at. Do you have any advice for anyone that's kind of in between those two things? Do you say just fucking do it? Or what's what's the move? <sighs> You need a support system, period. 
I had a support system. Um, even when that friend and I had a falling out after all of that, um, I had Victor after that. And shout I out had, Victor. That's that's your husband. Shout out Victor, my husband. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Um, and I had my parents. Like they were always, they always wanted higher education for me. Anyways, my dad has always been like that dad that was like, I have the smartest daughter on the face of the planet. So you know, he was very like adamant about me going back to school as well. So even if I didn't have Victor at that time, I had them. If I told them I need you to pay for my tuition, they'd have paid for it. You know. So when I had nothing, I had a support system that was going to help me go back to school. And so I think that in that case scenario, you know, somebody who's making a ton of money and you have the money to go back, fucking do it. And honestly, like plan it out. So start saving it, put it somewhere specifically for that college fund. And like you can do like CSUF and CSULB, those Cal State schools are affordable as far as tuition is concerned. So you can do it, you know, and then there's financial aid. And if you have nobody and you have no support system, fucking take out the loans, dude. I'm sorry. Like we're in a day and age now. Yeah. We're in a day and age now where like I personally, I know like so many people talk shit on the school debt stuff, but like, I don't give a fuck about my school debt. I'm like 40 K in debt right now. (laughs) Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck them. But I don't care because a, I will figure it out someday. Man, that shit going to go away, man. Fuck it. Money's not even real. And we're in a time where like, we're only progressing to this to to a certain state where people are like education needs to be free and this shit needs to get wiped period yeah and i hate everyone who was like i had to pay for all of my shit like okay so you grew up in a time where you had to pay it off i'm sorry i don't know what to tell you you shouldn't have had to and i'm sorry that you had to and you know like there's no reparations for that but i fully believe that (laughs) (laughs) very very uh black power fist heavy episode i'm really really fucking with it you, so, so you now. <laughs> <laughs> you almost drank too. Just a full blown spit take. Almost, yeah. So you have your bachelor's. Yes. You have your master's. Yes. And you will get your doctorates. I want to. What is um, your What is your degree in? Your degree in. Um, English literature. Both okay. of them, bachelor's and master's, is in English literature. Um, I want to get. Uh, my math. I mean, I want my PhD. It doesn't. The focus isn't super uh, imperative right now, but it's going to be English related. But I want it to be something to do with editing, publishing, getting books out into the world. Um, and I love critical analysis. So if I could be a part of a group that you know analyzes and does critical talking about novels, like I would love to do that too. So this is a great segue into what I was going to talk to you about with that. So when I was tattooing you, you had mentioned to me that you wanted to create a collective where you were writing, editing, putting out books into the world, um, or as basically romantic versions of the classics. And it was going to be under the name Cliterature. Yes. Can we talk about that a little bit more? And can you tell me <laughs> how you're going to move Cliterature forward? Yes. Okay. I have to give you credit for the Cliterature part. <laughs> um, that was, that was all Michael. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's a very Michael. I, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. the fuck is that supposed to mean? It's great. Yeah, you have it's great genius, ideas. Like, honestly. do you feel like if Sarah came home and she had like two books like bound in butcher's paper, like old timey style with like a string, mm-hmm. and then you like saw that just the top of it was ripped off and it said literature, would you be like, I'd like to see more what's in there, or would you just let her do her thing? I'd probably just let her do her thing. Would you be a little bit jealous if she like came home like happy like a schoolgirl and she like slammed the door? Yes, I would be definitely be jealous. Yeah. You'd be like, every time you come home, you read that literature, you're just going to the bedroom and that's it. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Like, we don't even watch the challenge anymore. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. 
So what's going to be your first? What's what's up first for um, literature? God, that's hard. There's so many things that you can open with for that. Um, I think that for for something like literature related, we were talking about like, for instance, Mary Shelley um, and like these older classic novels written by females who like they're ripped apart nowadays too, even by women. Like, you know, the feminist culture has taken these old novels and they're like, this is not politically correct. This is not feminist, you know, like yada, yada, yada. And I think that everyone forgets about what it was at that time and how much they were making progress in their time and, you know, pushing boundaries and breaking glass ceilings and stuff. So I think that I would want to take it back to the classics back. I mean, we could even go fucking early, like Renaissance, like early modern. Like from Shakespearean shit? <clears throat> I'm sorry. Shakespeare is, that's not feminist by any means. So no. Um. Oh, okay. Okay. Fuck <laughs> no, Shakespeare. No, no, no. Hey we're, Shakespeare. Fuck you. Dog. We're talking like, Bitch. <laughs> 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 we're talking like the same era. And that's, this is a great example. You think Shakespeare. And that is exactly the time period I'm talking about. 1600s, you know, 1700s. But there are so many female poets and playwrights people don't even know about. And I read a lot of them. And so I think it would be cool to go back and like talk about them and talk about the shit that they were writing and not just the shit they're writing, but the shit they were going through. Um, can I give you a suggestion? Yeah. You should really focus on the year 1669 I swear to God. for the first edition of literature. Okay. Well, yeah. it makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, I would buy a it's copy. It's a theme. It's a, it's vibe. a theme. Yeah. Exactly. It makes to yeah. be fair. Like you would buy a copy either way. I would buy two copies. <laughs> I'd buy one for here and one for one for home. Hey. You know, also, if you put out a book, I'm buying that shit for sure. Thank you. That's called literature colon mm -hmm. 1669. Yeah. And then sure like, it's not colon Cisco. Well, it would be, well, okay. <laughs> Here's my next request. Can the forward be by Cisco? Yeah. And it'll basically be like how the thong song, the lyrics will be. <laughs> I was trying so hard to be like, like super chill earlier, but now after the Tom and Jerry tattoo, I can make this joke. I thought that the greatest like semicolon uh, title for the thong song too would be whale tales and snail trails. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Cause it's nature. It's about nature. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking yeah. fucking nature thinking and art. That. It makes sense. Exactly. Nature and art. It's mm -hmm. all here. It's all fucking here. I love it. Uh, let's talk about weed quickly. I mean, you mentioned that you were a bud tender. Yep. Uh, you love weed. I love weed. You smoke weed. I smoke weed. Uh, it helps with your life, Ooh. anxiety, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, quickly, just tell everyone why you love to smoke weed. Because weed's fucking shit. Um, weed, I heard weed is tight. Is that true? Yes. Um, <laughs> Up with hope. What? And you're down with dope? Down with dope. <laughs> Man. Man, the only thing I smoke is full psych you on the b-ball court. Oh my god. Well, listen, Monica and I will be smoking that sweet, sweet weed together. The gunge? The yeah. devil's lettuce. <laughs> Satan is a close friend of mine. You and um, me both, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so I didn't actually start smoking weed till I was 19, crazy. Nothing wrong with that. Um, well, I, I grew up around it. My brother, uh, who's three years older than me, he smoked all throughout high school, and he would pick me up from school and be smoking, and it would be hot box in the car, and they'd be like, take a hit, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And uh, it was it was a lot because I believed that it would dumb me down. Like, this, the, the typical, you know, like, I believed certain stereotypes Stupid war on about drugs, it. bullshit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, no, I'm good. Like, I, ha I was 
barely making it through, you know, in the IB program. So I was just like, I can't do that shit. And um, my brother and his friends were a bad influence anyways. So, you know, I was like, no, I'm good on that. I was very, I was a, I was a good girl when I was younger, you know, no alcohol, no, no drugs. And I hit 19 and it was literally my 19th birthday and like someone just fucking handed it to me and I was like, let's do it. I was drunk. So I did it. I didn't remember any of it. You got the crossfade going on. Fucking hard. I don't remember anything. (laughs) Um, But uh, it like it started something and I was like, I felt good that night. And so I tried it again recreationally in a safe space and I realized how much it helped all of these ailments that I had. I have migraines, chronic migraines. I have issues eating food and like keeping it down. I have issues with anxiety. I have insomnia. I've got the fucking trifecta going on. And so weed was like a cure-all in a way. And uh, once I, I I had someone approach me and say like, she was a butt tender. She's like, oh my God, you would be so great in my shop. And I was like, all right. And I went and I applied and you know, they just wanted hot bitches in their shop anyways. And I guess I fit the bill. And they hired me and I actually started learning things about weed. That was when I became educated with weed. I I actually know things about it, not just like, let's get high. And I've never put it down since. What's your favorite weed fact? Um, what was your question? I want to know. No, no. I want to hear the answer for this one first. (laughs) Also on your application for the, for the dispensary, was it, did it just say, are you a hot bitch? Yes or no? And you just marked yes, and they're like, you're they're, they're like, are you sure? Even, that's <laughs> yeah. not even how it goes. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. This Higher. is shit. Like you find you find the application on Craigslist first of all, or you know someone Hectic. who knows someone, and then and then they're like, send me your resume, uh, yeah. and then what they really say is like, send your resume and a selfie. Like they don't even say like a picture or like a headshot. They're like, send a selfie, and they like straight up want like your ratchet selfie. I'm not even kidding. Hell and yeah. Dude, like, seriously. <laughs> Damn, like, tongue they, out doing the double, the deuces and everything. They want yeah. the fucking, they want the bitches with the titties hanging out and, you know, like, they're Just fucking. straight up Krayshawn fans. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci, Gucci, it's, Louis, Louis. It's, it's bad. It's really, I don't like, I've watched, like, now being on the other end of it, I've watched managers, like, opening up these fucking resumes and I'm like, God damn, like, this is what these bitches <laughs> said? Like. <laughs> I thought it was like, I thought mine was already like, is this seriously what they want? But like, it's practically pornos up in there. I mean, like these girls do not care and they get hired. They get hired. Like that's all they care. You can start smoking weed, hitting those dispensaries. No, I said you could just CC me on those emails. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what's your favorite weed fact? Hit it with us. Okay. And next weed fact. And what's your favorite tattoo that you have? Okay. Um, so a weed fact, favorite weed fact. Fuck. Um, It, it gets you high. No, I think my favorite weed fact is the fact that there's like a bunch of different components that people don't know about, like THCA, um, uh, the, the CBDs, CBNs, CBGs. There's a bunch of different, um, components, like chemically speaking inside of a, uh, a marijuana plant, the bud. And, um, like THCA is actually a component of THC that doesn't get you high. It's not psycho, um, psychotropic psychoactive yeah psychoactive um and you can like that's a lot of people now use that part medicinally because they don't want to get high but they want all of these benefits that thc gives you so like there's plenty of cancer patients like it legitimately helps tumors shrink it really does help people who have epilepsy it helps people with parkinson's who have you know like shaky hands it helps with so many things and it and people don't realize um, they need a full spectrum THC. Don't go to your local smoke shop and buy some fucking hemp shit. Okay, don't ever buy anything that says 
fucking hemp on it, please, for get the love good of God. Shit. Get that good shit. Get the full spectrum shit. It needs to have everything in it because even if you're not trying to get high, you're not going to get better with something that has it's, it's hemp related. They're extracting something from a plant that has none of the chemical components that you need. So you need something full spectrum. You need to have all those components. You need to have the CBDs, the CBGs and the THCAs and all that other crap. You were saying something really intelligent and like really, really smart that like I want people to hear that listen to this because I feel like that's really good advice. When you said shaky hands, DJ Michael Miguel <laughs> did this crazy crazy shaky hand dance and I've been biting the inside of my cheek so that I don't start laughing. Yeah, we just started dancing. <laughs> because it was going to break up what you were saying. Dude, I, I like another one. It got the corner of my eye and I just saw you like doing this shaky finger dance. Motherfucker, In his man. defense, I did this. So. <laughs> oh, you did like jazz hands? I You're did. like, ah, I've got jazz hands. I can't control it. Yes. Okay, what's your favorite tattoo? I think I know what you're going to say, which is going to segue us into Dog Corner. Nope. But... Yeah. Is that your favorite tattoo? Uh, it's so can I have like a top three? Yeah, let's do. So for everyone out there, uh, like Corey and I, we don't give a fuck what gets put on our bodies. Mm -hmm. You give a fuck what I gets do. put on your body. Mostly. And you are very <laughs> specific, not in a bad way, but yeah. you're like, this is the idea I have. This is what I want. It represents this. And that's just how it's going to be. So make mm -hmm. it, make it happen. Mm -hmm. What are your three favorite tattoos? So definitely dog. Um, this is my sweet babe, Malcolm. He was my first dog as a child. Great Dane. May you turn it towards the camera? Best friend. Oh, look at that fella. I actually have a picture of him with a jester hat on. So this was from inspired from that. That was his occupation when he was alive, correct? A jester, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was a Harley Quinn. Um, no, just kidding. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, that one is uh, near and dear to my heart. I loved that dog. He was everything to me. Um, and that started my love for dogs. And then I would have to say, like, the it's kind of like the grandparent sleeve that's in, in process. Um, the sunken ship. The sunken ship. This was actually in the cove of my grandparents. Um, like, they had a dock and they had a boat. And it was like a little cove that was like cut off from the rest of the river. And inside the cove, when low tide hit, you could see the top of the boat sticking out. It used to have a sign that said the mermaid on it. Um, hurricane. I, there was a story. I don't remember it. But yeah, like the, the ship sunk because of a hurricane massive storm. And eventually that sign came off because of the same reason. But um, yeah, this was in memory of my grandpa. Um, and then I have the books and the, the coffee mug and the sunset and the leaves. This was all like for my grandma. She loved books. And my grandparents would wake up every morning and, you know, drink like six cups of coffee and play a game of never ending gin rummy. And so, you know, like that, those mean a lot to me. So Amazing. I would say that, yeah, those three probably are your faves. Books. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. So, Let's do it. Grits, gravy, Monica, now's your chance. Dog corner. Woo! Fucking finally. I know Ooh, that, that you two have gonna give it to you. You have had to sit through cat loving conversations, cat corner, the ups Ooh. and downs. I know, I know. Mm -hmm. Too much pussy on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Every time uh, <laughs> we have the cat talk, you're like, I'm sick of this. When do we talk about dogs? Yeah. Well, today is the day. Mm -hmm. Dog corner. Mm -hmm. Do you currently have any dogs? Yes. Uh, I have a dog. Well, let's hear about uh, His name is Hamilton. <laughs> we call him Ham. <laughs> he yeah. is a ham. DJ Michael Miguel, what's up? <laughs> He's so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. 
I literally saw him on a Craigslist post, and I was you like, these Craigslist posts. I was like, I know. <laughs> you get your ass on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get fucking kidnapped. Get you on can fucking read. Craigslist. <laughs> you're an educated woman. I like, know. You got I paper know. on the wall. Like, you need to stop with I that know. shit. I wanted a dog that like needed a home, and you know, people on Craigslist they're desperate. Like, they mm-hmm. they're getting rid of their dogs because they can't. They can't have them most of the time. And that was this lady. She just had a litter of puppies. And like I had found the post, I think like six hours after she'd posted it. And it was one of those desperate moments. My my ex had just taken my pit bull. Yeah, you're good. Is that your warning? Um, but- oh, we're, we're going to do it still? Oh, should we not do it? No, Are I'm we kidding. not doing it? I'm kidding. What the I was fuck? waiting for you to do it this time around. Oh. To, to be like, oh, I didn't know we're doing it because it was such a conversation last time. This is when my brother lost his mind. He was like, oh. we're 50 minutes into this. Like, dude, I got to go soon. Like, I got to go in 10 minutes. He checked his phone and went, and went, yeah, I'm in a lot of trouble. I got to get out of here. <laughs> but the 50 minute marker tells me that. So today, we're tonight, we're on, we're in on a, a, the usual good cadence. We're actually like. Right on right time. On time. But there are times when I'm still at the very top of the questions and we're 50 minutes you know in. Why? It's you. It's you. It's because of you. You're driving the fucking ship. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, but back to the dog. Okay, dogs. Ham. Ham. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a desperate measure. My ex-boyfriend just stole. Well, he didn't steal. He took the dog he gave me. Oh. <laughs> took him from me, literally ripped him out of my fucking arms. Like, Aww. it was a fight and he took him and I was like torn up because like you could take everything from me you don't take my fucking dog mm. period so i was a wreck my best friend at the time she's like we're gonna get you a fucking puppy my parents were on vacation at the time in jamaica and yeah, i was yeah. like i'm gonna bring home a dog and they they came home with a fucking puppy <laughs> even to fucking jamaica huh oh, yeah. we'll get the I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to like do a crazy Jamaican. Shut up, Bolt. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, I got, I got, I saw him. Uh, she fucking FaceTimed me, literally FaceTimed me, the litter of the, puppies. The lady? Yeah, like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And, and um, I saw him and I was like, he's such a little ham. Like, he looked like a ham. That was mm. what I called him. And then I was like, I can't just call him ham. I mean, I could have, it would have been fine. But, Hamilton just came into my mind. I, I went all the way to fucking Cajon City. Huh? Basically the border. Where is that? <laughs> it's it's Tijuana. Balls? I mean, it's okay. right before Yeah, I would say Tijuana. Ball City, Cajones? Yeah, it's yeah. called El Cajon City. It's literally what it's, it's called. It's the, the one fuck? single ball city. Yeah, just one ball. <laughs> just one <laughs> juicy ball. What is the breed of dog? Pitbull. Well, Pitbull. A, American Staffordshire Terrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, um... <laughs> He's a little pity. He's a little chonker. Um, I understand the hand. I, lo- I love that you also do what I do and name your dog like a, a, a full name, mm-hmm. but then just call it like 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 one of my dogs' name is Princess Serenity, oh. but we just call it Ren. Like there you so, go. yeah, and but like it works. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And better. then like there's like Lunatic, but we just call her Luna. You there know, you go. Know, hey, like Lunatic, that. I like that name. Yeah, because she's fucking nuts. And, yeah. But, yeah. Do you guys want to talk about your dogs real quick? Do you want to say what's up to your dogs? Yo, big shout out. I know you're listening, Ren. What's up, Mia? Get off the fucking counter. I know you're eating Mike's fucking gummy bears right now. You bitch. I love you. Um, yeah, shout out, Chax. You got that weird ass limp. That's the homie. <laughs> Beater, put your tongue away. Um, what else? Uh, I got I got mad homies out there. Dude. Yeah, you really, you got all the dogs. I have six fucking dogs. That man, that's mad hectic. So yeah. Technically jealous. five dogs because one's Devin's. But like, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I got I'm dogs. I'm jealous. Shout out, Baba. 
Yeah. I know he's, he's sleeping on my bed right now, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Your dog is cute. He's warming yeah. that shit up for he's you. A, he's a, a Staffordshire Shepherd as well. Yeah. That's what Mia is, like the mom dog. So I have like... Oh, yeah, there he is. There's sweet Baba right oh, there. there's Baba. See, oh, and then that's Blast Beat. Oh. Right there. Yeah, that's my baby. And I got her name right here, too. Yeah. We care about our dogs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen. Oh, 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 oh. Where, where's your cats? At home. Oh, sleeping. Great. Taking up space, <laughs> yeah. being little bastards, yeah. but I scratching love scratching shit. Yeah, it's scratching the fuck out of everything yeah. or hissing at each other, going. <laughs> so cats do, do, do they kind of beef, Loki? Uh, Freya and Diana just want to be friends with Cinny, but mm. Cinny doesn't want to be friends with anyone. Mm. So they try to like play with her, and she's just like, "Yo, like leave me the fuck alone." That's how Blastbeat is. Like, the, so I have a Chihuahua, and then the rest of them are like all like lab pit mixes, and so like. Like Blastbeat will just be kicking it, and then the two puppies want to like be her friend, and she's like not nah, fucking. She's like, "Yo, hang back," and she'll boy. like growl, and then like, but she's so old, she has no teeth, so she goes to like bite them, and like nothing happens, so there's no consequences. Yeah. It's like they keep fucking with her. That works. Uh, next, the next thing I'm gonna ask you, yes. okay, and I, this is one of the only times I get to ask this. Yes. You got your back tattooed for two hours straight. How do you feel right now? Oh God, I I have a little bit of a headache. Um. <laughs> do you sanitarm that? Like, like yeah, it's all yeah, sanitarm yeah, everything. There's there's, there's no there's just a big bloody mark on that shit on me. I don't fucking know. No, I mean, okay, so I feel like everybody's expecting me to be, like, fucking done, but I, I'm all right. I'm good. I feel like I've come in en- enough times and, like, done some crazy shit with you that it's, like, this doesn't compare at all to some of the, like, my chest piece and stuff, and so... She's tougher than I am. I'm, I'm sure. good. For fucking real, bro. I'm all right right now. I have a high pain tolerance, too, so there's that. Um, She's still tougher than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here crying like a baby, and he's, like, tattooing, like, the smallest part of my arm. I'm like, <laughs> there, it's, it's a It's a mood, too. Like, sometimes if you come in and you're already, like, you're already anxious and, like, dreading it, it hurts so much more. Yeah. I came in, and I was, like, chill. Yeah, you did great. You did great today. Ready for it. Good. Uh, so you're a crazy gardener. Yeah. Will you give a shout out to your favorite vegetable? Shout out to gardening. Shout out to all kinds of like garden stuff. Cause I'd be seeing, you know, you have like watermelons. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done, I've tried everything right now. I don't have watermelons. It's not season for it, but, um, shit. Okay. Fucking do some research. Yeah. Duh. Uh, Learn about the seasons, bro. Uh, well it just ended, so I won't knock you that much. Um, I got a favorite vegetable. I really enjoyed growing my green beans this year. Oh, how exciting. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. They're a vine. So, you know, like they, you put them on a trellis, they climb, they get real big. They have these really pretty like heart-shaped leaves. And then they give you these little itty bitty teensy meensy pods. And like, they literally start out like that big. And then you just watch them grow and get like so long and like full of beans. Like they even start skinny and you watch them plump up. And it was just like, it was so fun. Like, and I'd never grown a green bean before and it was successful my first time. And I was so excited. So I'm going to say this season, it was green beans. It changes every season, though. What made you decide to, like, do the urban garden thing? Because not a lot of people, like, that, that was kind of more the, what I wanted to get to is, like, mm-hmm. you're one of the only people I know who, like, straight up has, like, an urban garden mm-hmm. where you, like, grow shit and eat it and mm-hmm. cultivate it and all that. Like Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I just watched a video today about like this guy who said like, you will start with one thing and then like you turn into a conspiracy theorist essentially because you go to the grocery store and you start to realize your shit looks and tastes different than the shit you're buying at the grocery store. And like, I've always really believed that, but I was like, 
it, it requires effort. You have to go and tend to your fucking garden. It requires you to actually take care of something. And, and it's not like a living thing, but it is a living thing. You know, it's not a dog. It's not a human, but it's, it's still a living thing. And so if you don't go fucking water that thing or trim it, even people don't realize you have to prune your plants to get a successful harvest, to get like as many, a fruitful harvest. So I think that um, I have always wanted to try it. I never had the space for it. Um, and my mom has a black thumb, so she kills everything. I grew up in a house where, like, almost everything she planted. <laughs> this one, you were so unsure. It was like, I know this is a negative you comment. Said- Dude, you literally <laughs> went like, and then slowly brought You your- said urban garden, and he looked over at <laughs> me, he, like, gave me a nudge, was like, <laughs> <laughs> No. Your fucking face. No, you were so unsure. You went like. <laughs> the word came out of my mouth. He had to do it. Yeah. Even though it was negative connotation. Uh, yeah, no. This has I... been, this has been so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> this I I grew up with like my dad loves plants. He worked in a nursery when he was younger. My my dad has worked in like every single fucking thing you could possibly imagine throughout his lifetime. Nursery was one of them. And um he loves plants. Like he's totally a nerd about it, but like it's one of those things you would never know about him if you knew him. You would be like, "What? This guy likes plants?" And he tried. He tried he he planted a lemon tree and he planted like a star pine in our backyard. We had like morning glories that took over. Um we had a lot of stuff that my dad tried to do and like my mom proceeded to kill it. <laughs> so I feel like he just kind of stopped trying because he's not out there taking care of it. And if he was, then maybe he would continue to try. But I always loved that aspect and I was always intrigued by it. And once we moved into this house that we're in right now, I had a little teeny yard and I was like, I'm going to fucking do something with this. I ripped out everything this this guy had in my in the side. Like we have a little side garden in the backyard. We have a little side garden in the front yard right next to the front door. And then I have a patch of grass and I straight dug up like a half of that square and made like a raised bed like a massive raised bed and then we we took out a whole ass tree trunk we're talking like fucking tree trunk we had to cut it down we burned that bitch almost burnt the house down we we spent months getting rid of this thing and used the bark by the way as compost and um, made a raised bed and ever since then it was like I started it I failed miserably the first year. I wasn't discouraged. I knew that it was going to be hard. I learned so many things. Some plants need more sunlight than others. Some plants need a certain pH balance in their soil. Some plants, you know, they they need, like, the direct beating sunlight. And some of them just want, like, the indirect sunlight that kind of banks off of something reflective. Like, you learn different things. And so I started moving all of these stuff. Like, everything's been moved around, shifted. And, and now I get fruitful harvests I, I've had strawberries I've had a ton of different chilies I have like six different chili plants scotch bonnet habanero serrano Thai chili like the little bird's eye um shishito peppers for any of you bless you <laughs> has him ever gone to it no okay that's that I get asked that all the time he loves my plants but he likes to just go and be in them like he will go into my garden and like stick his whole ass head into a pepper bush and just be in there and like he won't even be like messing with anything he's just like in there and I feel like he just likes to smell everything and then it's shady and I feel like he I, he's he's like playing hide and seek I don't know he's you know love that 
Yeah, yeah like he just cute. loves being in it. Like if I'm out gardening, he is out there with me and you know, sometimes he gets in my way, but like it's all right, you know. Big shout out to Ham. Yeah. Big shout. Yeah, big shout sh- out and to and shout out gardening. I've learned a lot about gardening in the last like 10 minutes. <laughs> uh I think like having house plants, it's like every not every plant wants to be watered the same, mm-hmm. not every it needs the same amount of sunlight. With the plants we have here at the shop, it's been a big learning process. We've killed a lot of plants here, but we also have some survivors. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think in that same way, gardening, it makes sense that it's the same way. As some of them, when you get survivors, it's because they're hardy. Like, you know, you could kill them essentially and bring them back to life if you figure out what it is that you've done wrong. And there's a lot of plants that are like that. And people, a lot of the times they think they're dead and they throw them away. And it's like, no, you can revive that. You can bring it back. And- yeah. yeah, we've I've learned that, but there's, there's one in our bathroom and we'll forget to water that shit for like, a month and then you just throw some water in there it comes back to life hardy like a motherfucker mm-hmm. exactly. i love that phrase Absolutely. hardy 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 <laughs> hard yes is there anything you're reading right now that you're really loving that you're really fucking with that you can recommend to everyone that's listening that are also readers of books and novels and literature so if we're speaking on a scholarly level I would say I highly recommend uh, the stuff that I pretty much just wrote my thesis on. Um, I recommend reading Juna Barnes, anything by her. Um, She was very feminist. She was very ahead of her time. She was pushing lots of boundaries, writing some real wild shit. Um, Or I would recommend reading like um, Jean Reese. She was a creole white woman but like lived around um <laughs> yes you can everybody's like, everybody's <laughs> halfway. okay that's a halfway one she she lived uh in the <laughs> west indies and it was in a time where like you know obviously colonialism was heavy and she was she did not fit in with the white crowd because she was born and raised in this, you know, like Caribbean area. And, but she was rejected by the culture around her, you know, all of the mulattoes and everything because of, you know, she was being kicked out for being white. So um, she was in this pickle, you know, and she wrote a lot of really great literature about being stuck in a situation like that. And also about the like injustices that were happening to the people that you know she was surrounded by and and how much she hated being a part of a family that had money and were a part of the you know colonialism that was happening so I really love her novels they're very dark so be prepared you know she gets deep she gets dark she's very real that's right I highly recommend what is this person's name again it was Jean Reese Jean Reese Mm -hmm. everyone out there you want to listen to some R-H-Y-S for the last name okay people will not so not like Reese as in Reese's Reese's Pieces no (laughs) (laughs) that you are not a fan of I like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups I do not like Reese's Pieces. Like the plain ones? Or do you fuck with like the extra peanut butter? You no, like no, the no. extra chocolate? Just like straight, up straight up OG Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Have you tried the white chocolates? No. They're really good. They DJ Michael Miguel put me onto the white chocolate ones. I love white chocolate, so. You'll like them. Honestly, you'll like them. It's crazy because we could be all eating Reese's right now and doing an ad read <laughs> and like bumping up their mm-hmm. stock shares by millions. Yeah, but they're fucking around. Yeah, <laughs> but they're fucking around. I, we can't, I can't keep talking about this candy for fucking free. Yeah. Oh my God. It's too much. Reese's get at us. Write the fucking check. Write the fucking check. <laughs> Write the fucking check. The last thing I want to ask you before we get to your magical, mystery, ridiculous question. Okay. Yeah, the sparkle shapes all around mm-hmm. it. You and I have been working on your tattoos for a long time. Mm-hmm. Different shops, mm-hmm. different tattoos. Mm-hmm. You've had different partners in your life. Just all kinds of different things. I have watched your life change and grow right before my very eyes. Mm-hmm. 
you are someone that I'm very, very close with. I regard you as one of my closest friends and someone that I can talk to about anything uh, that I can come to and like be honest and be like, Hey, I'm thinking about this thing. Or even with this, when you were like, why do you want me to ha- come on the podcast? And I'm like, for a ton of reasons. Like, also I'd like to point out, you said that you were going to be shy and not talk the whole I time. Know. You 100% have not been that You've way. been great. You've really, been great. Yeah. You've been great. They made me comfortable. So shout out. <laughs> shout out grits and gravy. Hey, I like your new bracelets, by the oh, way. Cool. Thank, thank you, you for thank making you. me comfortable guys. It says Swifty. Because Christ. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> I know. And then this one says Folklore, which is my favorite Taylor Swift album. Oh, God. Incredible. Did you get those at, or did you make them? Oh, no. My wife made these for me. Oh, no. She made me the Folklore one. I made the Swifty one. Incredible. Yeah. We'd be, yeah, I know like, that they, like, it's like a thing. It's like a thing. Yeah. But we, we, I don't, like, I have this, like, uh, like plan to, like, make a bunch of, like, uh, friendship bracelets for, like, the next Pokemon regional we go to. So we bought a bunch of stuff to do it. And Sarah's just been, like, on that shit. Like, mm-hmm. she's just been. Hey. DJ Michael Miguel, do you have a friendship bracelet from Corey? Nope. No, you'll have one soon. Don't worry. Hey, hey, Michael. Your time is coming. Do you have a friendship bracelet from Corey? No, I don't. That's weird. I wish I had one. That's crazy. Monica has one. <laughs> <laughs> it, says, would... it says, we like dogs. <laughs> Dude, no. I'd get up and walk it right the fuck out of here. It says, we heart dogs. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay, that arf, makes arf. more sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All of that being said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I really like this episode. I'm glad. I'm enjoying myself. All that information, all these tattoos, all these experiences, tattoo shops, growing up, all these things. Mm-hmm. How much of a pain in the ass has it been to have me in your life all this time? Oh it must be God. absolutely fucking miserable. No, absolutely not. You are like, as you said, you are near and dear to my heart. You are one of my best friends. You know, I do not have many friends. I lose lots of them. Not because I, you know, am a terrible person because I, I don't keep friendships. I'm awful at it. And what's your astrology sign? Aries. Mm-hmm. I swear to April fucking what? God. April what? What? April what? No, it's March 31st. Oh, last so that's day fine. That's fine either way. Mm-hmm. I'm April 9th and I have the same shit. Don't my worry. My brother is April 8th. Oh, you and me are, yeah, we're on the same fucking way. And my brother, Matt Manorino, who we yeah. all met last week, April 20th. His birthday's 420. Hey! <laughs> best birthday ever. Isn't that so ever. sick? Yeah. Does he smoke weed? Uh, not really. Fuck he's like that. He's like too much of a stress. <laughs> you two met him. He's too much of a stress case for weed. Then he needs it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's pretty fucking high strong. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You say you lose friends. You yeah, and me both. No, I mean, you, you me guys both. know him. So, um, anyways, uh, why, why the fuck does everybody always go? Oh, makes sense when they ask me what sign I am. My brother is April Fool's Day, so. Yo, I was going to be April Fool's Day, and my mom literally told the doctor, I will not fucking have this baby on April Fool's Day. She was like, I'm pushing harder. Yeah, she's she's coming out now. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, she's like, Um, joke's on you. I'm having it right now. It's like 11.58. She was like, ah! (laughs) But I, I feel like Aries is like a common sign, and it's a, it's, you know, it's a fire sign for a reason. A little spicy. It's funny because I learned that in in the like the weed industry. I as a bud tender, somebody fucking a patient just randomly asked me like, "What sign are you?" And I was like, "I don't actually know." And they're like, "Well, what's your birthday?" And like she she fe- knew it all off the top of her head too, and mm. tells me like I'm an Aries and like I'm a fire sign, and she's telling me all these like characteristics about me, and I'm like, "Whoa, girl! Like we don't know each other like that." <laughs> By the way, Sarah's gonna listen to this podcast. She might not listen, but if she, if she listens to this episode, she's gonna be, like, "Oh my god! Like you were able to like pinpoint that she was gonna be that she was an Aries." <laughs> <laughs> does Sarah listen to all these? Depends. Um, 
She doesn't really listen to podcasts and like, anymore. Really like she listens to books like on tape more like when she's working. But I think that like her, like when she's working, she wants to just be able to like focus on something and not have it be funny. So like we listen. We, and this we, podcast we, is so fucking funny. We're you fucking hilarious. Yeah. You hear that Reese's? You hear that? Anyone you hear that? This, this we're podcast is so fucking funny. Fucking funny. <laughs> oh my God. So funny that it makes you want to eat these delicious little pieces or, or oh drink God. a delicious drink. Yeah. Or have a crazy boner pill. Any of those things. <laughs> any of the people that could sponsor this podcast. Anybody. Please. Shout out to having boners. <laughs> boners are cool. Boners are yeah. tight. And Tom and Jerry tattoos. Yes. And Tom and Jerry Thank tattoos. Well, you. it's been a pleasure having you here. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you're my friend. I'm so grateful that you've trusted me to do so many tattoos on you over so many years. You and I have forged quite the friendship. And I'm, again, very, very grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. Yes. Can you please ask the last question? Not the mystery question. The one before it. I need to hear that. Oh, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, no. So. <laughs> the last question? The last question was a favorite tattoo shop memory from Big J to Zach Taylor. Oh. There has to be one where there was like, because you've been around me for so many years and I've worked with so many fucking characters. Yeah. Is there anything that sticks out in your mind where you were like, what the fuck is going on in here? Just like weird craziness, <laughs> hecticness. What the fuck is going Yeah, this right now. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, outside of this right here. No, this is not like... <laughs> this is fun. There, there are times like... I, I just always think of Aces High and like it was just fucking hectic in there. And... I don't know. Were you ever in there when like arguments happened? Yes. Or, like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Todd got into an argument with someone... I don't, and it was a person that he was supposed to be tattooing and I don't, I couldn't even tell you what it was about, but like you're sitting there tattooing me and I'm just like, like, what do we, what do we do? And like, you're like, just fucking ignore it. Like, just don't, don't, you know, like we're not part of this. And I'm like, who does that? Like who gets into a full blown fuck, like yelling at this guy, like cursing him out. And I was just like, oh, this is stressful. Like, (laughs) I'll tell you who. Fucking Todd. Fucking yeah, Todd. Yeah. A guy who does not take any shit from anybody. Yeah. Fucking honestly, Todd. honestly. But like, I mean, like, you know, I've, I've dealt with that. And, and I, I feel like other than that, there wasn't ever anything like super wild that happened. I feel like, um, your friend, it was Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. She was like the only female in the shop at the time. And like, she was pretty crazy too. Very, um, off the walls said some wild shit she had you know half her head shaved and like that was wild to me at the time and uh she's really chilled out a lot you know i'm glad i mean i always liked her she was just wild to me like it's it's for me to come in there and be like holy shit like she lived a very fast-paced life and had a lot of drama in her life and like she would come in and tell the entire shop anyone who wanted to hear it what was going down in her life at the time and like i would feel for her sometimes when i hear these stories yeah and um i mean but she was a good soul like you know very genuine person super sweet she actually made me feel better being in the shop like because she was one of the only female tattoo artists and you know i liked her a lot but she was very she was hectic but but cool. And yeah, it, it fit the environment. I mean, like where she was at that time fit the place that you guys were in at that time. So I think too, what's important that other people listening can glean from this is that as long as you have a tattoo artist that you trust and you feel comfortable with, you can be in a crazy shop. Or totally. I mean, obviously I think that for better or worse, the days of the crazy tattoo shop are kind of dying. 
and it's getting less and less and less to be a thing. I personally miss it and yearn for it a little bit. I mean, there's so many crazy things that happen. I mean, from watching a guy get his ass beat in the alley, crazy dudes running in and being like, yo, like the cops are looking for me. Can I hang out here for a little bit? Like so many, there being beer in the sink instead of me being able to wash my hands. Like there were a lot of crazy things. The good old days. Yeah. Yeah. But then I look back on it. I'm like, that shit was so sick. It was so, so when we were, we were talking right now and I just, I thought to myself, I should have Todd on the podcast. That would be interesting. Oh man. But it would be four hours long. <laughs> this room would be filled with cigarette smoke. Yeah. And I think that we'd probably get through one question. Yeah. I would just be like, how was having me as an apprentice? And he'd be like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then it would just be him talking shit for three and a half hours and just, yeah, fading. <laughs> yeah. Marlboro ultralights like by the pack. Yeah. I mean, I, when I walked into a tattoo, tattoo shop, I was, I had an expectation and like Aces High met that expectation, you know, like it, it was, there was a certain vibe that you were just supposed to get. And there was, you know, the way things were supposed to function. It, I got that, you know, it's an experience. So, yeah. you know, like I, I agree with you. I think it's cool because you may miss it because of like that whole section of your life. Like that was an experience would you go back and do it again at your age right now, now that you've already done <sighs> it again? Probably not. Okay, well then. I don't know if at 38 years old, if I would be in like a hectic street shop. That's all I'm saying. Where everyone is like up to no good 24 yeah. hours a day. Yeah. But it was really good memories. Yeah. I met you. I met a lot of amazing people. And I mean, shout out Todd, shout out Jay, totally. shout out Matt. I mean, all those fucking guys taught me, taught me how to tattoo. Yeah. And I wouldn't be who I am today without that. And a lot of them taught me like good business acumen. Mm-hmm. You know, like even though it was crazy and it was, there was a lot going on. Um, I learned, I mean, especially from Todd, like how to be a good artist and how to be a good businessman. Right. So, you know, I love those guys. I'm glad that you, you're one of those people in my life where, um, sometimes I tell aces high stories and they're like, there's no way that happened. And I'm like, this person can sign off <laughs> yes. on it because they've been around for it. Dude, drunk people would come in from the alley door from bigs. Yeah. From bigs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? The yeah. Fuck? Okay. So you were around for that shit when yeah. it would be so hot that the air conditioning wouldn't work yeah. and we'd have to open the front door and the back door. Yeah. And then drunk people from bigs patio would walk into the back door looking to get tattooed. Yeah. And it was like the clean area in our bathroom. It, that shop was fucking crazy. Corey, you know. Right, it was a great time. You, yeah, I love this. <laughs> it's a fucking blast. Okay, mystery question. Oh, God, okay. Now, I know you ride your bicycle to school. Mm-hmm. And let's say that you are working on your doctorates. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, uh, in American literature, correct? It can be any literature, but literature, yeah. Literature, okay. Your doctorates in literature. literature. And you're riding your, yeah, or literature. <laughs> You're riding your bicycle on the campus. This is me riding. This is you riding a bike. Okay. I don't know why you're doing. This is one of those bikes that you have to use your feet and your hands. <laughs> you would fall a lot on a bicycle. Uh, I don't. Well, wait, I know how to ride a bike. You do it like this. You go. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's smart. Why is it so small? <laughs> like the, a little trike. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Would it be, I guess, like this? I think that you're a handlebar. Why am I showing everyone how to ride a bike? You're a little far back, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We get the idea. You got a little cruiser. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. I love that when you were going to your hips. I was like, going, yeah. 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 Have any of you ever heard the the theory that if you see a person riding a child's bike to like get away from them because they're up to no good? <laughs> yeah, because they <laughs> stole that shit. <laughs> Every time I see an, a grown person riding a child's bike, I'm like, get away from this person. I grew up in Silmar. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> all they have are children's yeah, bikes. Yeah. All there is Everybody there. riding a children's bike. Okay, so you're riding your bike mm-hmm. and you see this like big stack of papers, bound papers flapping in the wind. Okay. 
and it's like so much and so like it 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 gets your attention that you can't not see it uh-huh. and you're like fuck it you stop your bike and you pick it up mm-hmm. and the front page where it would say like you know a story of intrigue by Michael Manorino mm-hmm. is gone mm-hmm. okay and you're like thumbing through it and it, they're like this is pretty good uh-huh. this is pretty good you get it home and you're reading through it and you're like, this is incredible. This is so fucking good. Whoever wrote this is a goddamn fucking genius. Right. So you go on your beloved Craigslist and you're like, <laughs> hey, I found someone's book. Mm-hmm. Anybody, 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 nothing. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Do you have it in you to take that book and put your information on the front and say, this is my story now. And we're talking like Pulitzer Prize, New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. Like Maya Angelou is like shaking your hand. There you're going to be like on the cover of Time Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> one of us. One of us. Monica. <laughs> And again, like cover of Time Magazine, like America's greatest female author. Fuck. And everyone's like, where'd you get the idea? And you're like, oh, my life experience. Blah, 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 blah. That's straight up. Like, I couldn't do that. So that's the problem. You're saying stealing someone else's book and making millions of dollars, but saying that you learned it from life experiences too much. That's just, that's like, that's putting a cherry on top of a fucked up pie is all I'm saying. Um, Do you, do you have it in you or would you just throw it in the trash or would you like, I would never throw that in the trash. First of all, would you scour the campus of, of CSULB to just find the author? I Listen, I'm literally like English literature is in my bones and like both scholarly and personally, like creatively. And I could never, if my life depended on it, plagiarize somebody else's stuff. I'm okay. sorry. Like okay. I, I, yeah, like I grew up in the environment where it was like, if you got caught plagiarizing, like you're fucking failed out of school period, end of discussion. And as somebody who respects authors and like the shit that they put out there, I could never steal. But you have the only shit. copy. I understand that. But you do realize that somebody who wrote something that fucking epic, if I put that out and it became worldwide, we're talking you said Pulitzer Prize, best fucking author of the year shit on New York Times, like bestseller fucking list. Like if it was that epic, this person is going to see that I won that and they're going to read that shit and they're going to come back to me, find me somehow and be like, what the fuck? Like you stole this and I didn't put in the effort, enough effort to find the, the original person in my opinion. And if I never find them, then I never find them. I guess what, as far as I'm concerned, I now am the proud owner of something that somebody accidentally dropped on the floor and nobody else will ever get to read and I will never get to put out there, but I have it on my bookshelf and I can tell people when they come over, like, you see that fucking book right there in the bookshelf? Found that. Fucking gold. It's a one of one. One of one. I have something that is priceless then. You couldn't be like, finders keepers, my boy. No. No, but you know what'd be epic though? Is that story. Like being able to be like, 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 hey, yo, here's the thing. I did not write this, but I've discovered this masterpiece. And then like, I mean, you would still get a lot of pats on the back. You know what I mean? And eventually when that person comes forward, like it'd be like, oh, this is the person I actually did. Yeah. You give him a little, little, 
hey, here's you know 50 G's or whatever. A little something, uh, something. Come along yeah. some cash, give me, give me half. half, give me half. Exactly. Yo, <laughs> I don't even need the money. If they wanted that fucking thing and it was that good, here you go. I'm just saying, like, that. Uh, the, the story would be, yeah, yeah, would be yeah, pretty no, fucking you're, you're, cool, too. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're, yeah. And, okay. And to tell people that I found it, you know. Well, yeah. that's question. And they question. can fund clip. Literature? Literature, exactly. Yeah, that you can build that on the back of the found book. And then, you know. You can only release this if you put literature. <laughs> so let's just say you, you're going to put this book into the world, like Corey's saying, the narrative that, like, I did not write this, but I right. found it. Right. And I've, I've searched, I've like scoured mm-hmm. the internet, mm-hmm. California, America, mm-hmm. and just no one. Craigslist. It's like this book Craigslist. fell from the sky. Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> No one on Craigslist. Everyone's hitting me up for weird stuff, but not the book. Right. Several free puppies. <laughs> Too many free puppies. <laughs> but let's just say the first time that you read it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, obviously it has like notations and stuff. So you're like, I have to sit down and type this out myself. Mm-hmm. And on the last page, the main character is like, you know, all this dramatic stuff has happened. And they get into their car and they snap on the radio. And in the original, it says. The thong song. You know, that maybe Hotel California by the Eagles comes Ooh. on and you're like, you know what? That song's not for me. And you just type and Jessica snapped on the radio and the thong song by Cisco was playing. Would you feel any guilt making that notation? No. Would you change it? Would you do it? <laughs> I, would, I would add that in. And if they so chose, you know, like if somebody had something to say about it. It would say the thong song by Cisco, comma. And no. then that thong, or it'd be italicized because you're hearing it on the radio. It's the lyrics. Yeah, the that thong, thong, the thong, 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 thong. thong. Incredible, <laughs> incredible. Well, stuff writes itself. <laughs> oh, this stuff does write itself. We're Monica, like Seinfeld, but better. It's like, <laughs> what, dude. Incre- Honestly, oh, like man. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, the magical book situation is going to happen now. It's going to find its way into your life, and it's going to fucking vex you. No. No. no, it's going to happen. It wouldn't vex me, but I, I feel like if something like that happened to me, I would consider myself the luckiest person in the world. Because Isn't that I what that literature. shitty Jim Carrey movie is about? The number 13. Doesn't he like read some shit and he gets possessed by it? Uh, no. I, I could never watch that movie because I can't take Jim Carrey in a horror movie. I thought in it like was a, the number 23. Number, yeah, that's what That's number the number 23. <laughs> yeah, it's number 23. Wait, isn't there a book or a movie or something I, where someone reads some shit that's like possessed? I don't know. I guess that would be the Necronomicon. I'm thinking of Evil Dead. Yeah, probably. The Book of the Dead? Would you read the Book of the Dead? Would you read the Necronomicon? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Well, okay then. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's cool. Demons, that's what's up. (laughs) Fuck yeah, I'm into sci-fi. I would definitely read something about that. That would be horror. Okay, it's still in... You're going to tell me that there is not a multitude of horror shit that has to do with sci-fi? Well, yeah, like a- alien and aliens alien. Yeah, alien. and not predators. Just that, like demons and shit like that, too. Like, and, like Event like, Horizon? We're talking like, like uh, think about things like, have you ever watched like the Mothman prophecies? Or, yeah. Or like, oh, you're thinking of like a movie like Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I'm oh, thinking, oh I'm, like, uh, like, like Dante's Peak, the one with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Or Volcano. Yeah. Oh my God. Great movie. <laughs> Wait, quickly tell everyone your Halloween costume. Oh shit. Um, I was Helen Hunt as Joe Harding from 1996 thriller Twister. 
<laughs> you and my wife should just be back. <laughs> we watched that shit like last fucking week. Yeah, yeah, because now it's uh God, what what is it on right now? It just came back on like Hulu or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And what's funny was during Halloween I wanted to watch it and it was not streaming on any fucking services and I was like, What the fuck? This isn't a Halloween movie. Why are you taking it away from me right now? And it's okay, I own it, so uh, it Yeah, matter. I say we have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I own it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, we did the whole thing. My brother was a uh, fucking Dusty, and uh, my Hell husband yeah. played Bill. And, and um, Ham. Ham was a cow, because he has, you know, he's a cow. And uh, and then my sister-in-law, she dressed up in a Dorothy outfit, like a Wizard of Oz Dorothy, but yeah. she was Dorothy from the machine. Yeah, the machine. Dorothy. Yeah, which has a Dorothy on it. So yeah, it was. A Did you thing. guys like beat somebody up and you're like, you're not even in it for the science? Oh my god, he's he's in it for the money, not yes. the science. Yeah. Uh, no, but awful. that that was literally my my husband. That was his only line. That was the only one he could remember, which pissed my brother off because he knew every line. It's like, so. the, it's like the only important <laughs> one. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys like hang out underneath a bridge while like it was really windy or anything? No, no, but I I I literally rolled around in dirt for it though, so my costume was all super dirty. Yeah. Did you really? I did. Damn, that's commitment. Literally rolled around in dirt in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, Where can people find you on the internet? People can't find me on the internet. You're you're like my brother. You're like hidden. I have no like I. Have you on LinkedIn? Do you have a LinkedIn? (laughs) I do have a LinkedIn. Okay, how about this? How can people find you on LinkedIn? If they want to offer you a job, they want to help fund literature, they want to get at you about plagiarizing their lost book. You can find me under my my fucking government name then, I guess. Monica Calderon. But, um, I, yeah, no, I mean, I have an Instagram. I am never on it. So if you add me be my guest uh, you, you can find her on AOL instant messenger at thongs, <laughs> thong song lover for 2069 you know what's funny I'm, I'm like my email is like sbcglobal.net like we're, oh we're not even like yo you they, they're free like you can get another one if you want uh, yeah, yeah, gmail is like you don't have to pay for that <laughs> I yeah. know dude no I have I've literally had it since I was like fucking 10 years old so it's, it's but like you like, should probably update that yeah I have a Gmail. Monica. You're going to be a doctor. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. exactly. You can be hitting with that sbcglobal.net yeah. no, shit. When you're, when, you're a, uh, when you're a student, you actually have like your college email, which is what I usually hand out to people. So it's way the more The .edu thing. Yes. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> Not a lot of people Do you ever like that. lie and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm a professor here. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, yeah. I teach, you know, it's like, like on an academic when level. I, when I do my PhD program, I actually have to, it's a part of the program to teach. So, I mean, like I will be an associate professor for a, a whole semester or two or something like that. But Whoa. I know. Yeah. No, if you want to find me, I have an Instagram. It's Satan's plant lady. Um, Which will be fun for the show notes. <laughs> I like that. Amazing. So if you want to find me, you can. But more importantly, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Monica Calderon. Find me. Uh, give her money for give literature. Me, yeah, give me give me a job, please. I need money. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm seriously begging. Yeah, yeah, for real, yeah, anybody. I'm anybody. not kidding. <laughs> I can't go back to bud tending. Please. <laughs> please, no. Well, thank you again for being here. We appreciate you. This has been fun. Uh, I feel like we were like very concise and good tonight, but also like I learned a lot. This has been fun. This has been chill. We broke the curse of Cocktober. Man, there yeah. was... A That's lot of dudes. Too many Cocktail. dudes. Too many dudes. I think we Too had five straight. <laughs> Did you like yeah, Mikhail? What's yeah. up? Yeah, Cocktober was a little fucking aggressive, <laughs> I would say. What? Why is the curse of Cocktober a big deal? Well, then you know what? It's it's no cock November now, so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
I oh, it's, it's Vagvember. <laughs> oh my god. We oh, damn. This is the one. I know he's dying. All right. <laughs> you made it all the way through until the end. This just happens about once an episode. <laughs> Are you gonna be okay? <laughs> well, like I said, my cheeks the, hurt. The curse of October is broken. We finally had a girl on the show again. Yay! Now I have to find another one because apparently. No, no dicks November. Or November well, wasn't good enough. But then we have one more episode, then we have the homie episode, and it's the end of the season. Oh, uh, true. Oh, so, guys, we're coming to the end of the season. This is number eight, right? Yep. Yep. Fucking eight. Season three. Damn. And then, and then season four because and I have this weird archaic season, season four system. Comes in. <laughs> this weird archaic thing where we do ten episodes for a season, and then I say that the season's done. I don't know why. No rhyme it's or fun. reason. It's fun. Cool. And we have a lot more to go. Oh, hell yeah. You'll come back. We'll oh, have you'll you back, back for another one. You'll be back. Uh, everyone knows where to find you. Now's your chance. <laughs> shout outs. Shout out people. Anyone you want to shout out. Yeah. Dogs, plants, humans, books, life things. Whatever you want to say. Now's Vegetables. your chance to say it. Vegetables. Make yes. sure to look in the camera and do those things. And then we're going to say goodnight. Okay. Shout out to my dog, Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, (laughs) shout out. He almost got him. He almost got him. Yo, why did you put such an aggressive WG on that? To my dog. What the fuck? All of a sudden you're from Louisiana or some shit? (laughs) You know why? Because he's my homie, okay? He's not just my dog D.O.G. He is the homie. He is the one and only. He is the true best friend, okay? So, yeah, he is my D-A-W-G. Okay. (laughs) Not just man's best friend. It's woe man's best friend. Fuck yeah, it is. (laughs) I hate that. It's so funny, but it's so stupid. Dude, my dad says that shit to me all the time. That, yeah, you're you the woe man. He tells me that all the time. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to my dad. Um, <laughs> you gonna watch this? No, no. Oh. I mean, unless I tell him, because if I tell him I was on a podcast, he would 100%. He's like that proud dad. He'll mm. fucking watch it. He'd like post it on his Facebook and be like, guys, watch my he daughter. He will repost shit, yes. Oh like, you should tell yeah. him then. I need oh. a screenshot of, of that. <laughs> Like, he's still reposting, like, fucking me and my senior concert in high school. And it's just like, dad, stop. What if you get all this crazy dad traction because his dad just, like, reposts, reposts shit hella? I oh, my it. gosh. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Hilarious. Listen, engagement is engagement, even if it's dad's. He Trying loves it. My, my dad wishes he could do a podcast. He's just, like, too old and tired for all of it. He talks about it all the time. He gets drunk and tells me, I wish I could have, like, a podcast. And, like, I always... Oh, that's so sad. Why doesn't he do it? Yeah, like, you know he could just do it. He's got a phone. <laughs> like... Does he have a laptop? We're, we're talking like, you know, a fucking a, a 63-year-old man who is an entrepreneur and he's constantly, like, his work is his life and he just literally doesn't have the time. And if he did have the time, he's too tired. Like, he's mm. like TKO, you know? So it's just, it's it's like a an age and a tiredness. It's not necessarily, like, incapable of. Monica's dad, start the podcast. Hey, I'll, Monica's I'll dad, your daughter's making a lot of excuses for you. <laughs> No, just these, start the fucking podcast. These are podcast. the excuses he tells me. It's ex- you know me. what they are? Excuses. Excuses. Fuck them. Yeah. There are lots of old people with podcasts. Fuck yeah, he watches them. My well, there we go. Podcasts. He can like, do he old person them. corner. Yeah, we should. Ooh. That's what's the name of the podcast. Old, old person person's corner. corner. He would totally rock that too. Why do I love to do corners? Why do you think uh, I like to do like dog corner and like cooking corner? What the fuck? A vegan corner? What's the matter with me? I, I don't think it's that weird. 
It's not okay. weird. I never thought anything of it until right now when you mentioned it. Like, I just always do that. It's yeah, very cool. specific. Because I, I imagine that this podcast is like a multi-angled shape and like a, <laughs> there's a corner. <laughs> anyway, anyways, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Let's wrap this up. We've gotten to the completely pointless and unhinged part of this podcast when everyone's just talking quit and saying... Quit while you're ahead. Yeah, quit while you're ahead. <laughs> Remember that part where like 10 minutes ago where he's like, we really stayed on track. Yeah, exactly. Like, really this should have totally made sense all the way through. Yeah. Uh, this tried. wonderful podcast is produced by Grits and Gravy, DJ Michael Miguel, and producer Corey Dunn. Our theme song is by Javi. Shout out Javi. Shout His, out Javi. That's the dog. Yeah. His life has not been dramatic, so I don't know anything and can't say anything about him. Uh, tune in next week. It's going to be another exciting, ridiculous, fun, absurd outrageous episode of by appointment only i love you all we'll see you next time remember to be tatted stay tatted monica thanks for being here you're the fucking coolest shout out dogs but shout out cats even more so i love you all good night (laughs) and we'll see you later bye